Just Our Real Estate, episode number 193. All right, welcome to the show. Welcome to Just Our Real Estate. If you've never been here before, welcome, welcome. We're glad to have you. If you've been here before and you're coming back for more, good to see you again. I'm glad you came back for more. All right, my name is Mike Simmons. I am the host of this show, and today we are going to start our final week of my Q&A All-Star Series. This series has been a huge success, and I am really, really excited that I decided to do this and ask some of my closest friends in the industry and some people who really, really know their stuff to help me. And all month long, for the past three weeks, we've been answering questions that new investors have about goal setting, about finding deals, about automation, and this week we're going to dive into maybe the most asked question that I get of all time. What is the best method for securing funding for your deals? So we're going to dive into that, and the good news is you're going to have four of the country's top real estate investors answering this question for you, and I could not be more excited. But before we dive into that, I want to make sure that I talk to you about a program that I am involved in. I am working very closely with my good friend Justin Williams, and we have put together a heck of a program for house flipping. Now, Justin approached me with this a few months ago and said, this is what I want to do. I've started building this program. I want you to be involved. I want you to help coach the people involved in this program and really kind of get into it and be a big part of this. So I took a look at what he had going and it completely blew me away, guys. I'm telling you, there is no house flipping program on the market like this anywhere, bar none, or I wouldn't have gotten involved. I don't need to get involved in in projects that I don't believe in. I don't have to do that. I completely believe in this program. I think that it will absolutely change your business or if you haven't started flipping houses yet, it will absolutely start you off in the right direction and get you to where you want to be faster than any other program I've ever seen. It's already launched, guys. It launched as of this recording. It has launched this week. It launched on July 21st, but you know what? It's not too late to get involved. You can absolutely dive in there and get involved right now and start changing your business forever. The program is called Fail Fast Flipping. And if you go to failfastflipping.com forward slash just start. You can get involved, get involved in this program, dive in, and I'm telling you, it's going to change everything. It is an absolute game changer. You can also go to my website on the right-hand side toward the top there. There's a link called Fail Fast Flipping, and if you click on that, it'll also take you so you can get all the details, all the information about this program, and make a decision of whether or not you want to get involved. But I'm telling you, it'll change everything. I would not be involved if it wasn't an absolute game changer. So go there and check it out. I look forward to talking to you. If you have any questions about the program, feel free to email me at mike at and I'll answer any questions that you have. 
All right, guys, today's guest host is none other than Ben Labovich. Ben is an incredible buy and hold investor in the Midwest here with me. And his, you know, his brand of real estate and the way he answers the questions here that we've been doing for the last three weeks is completely no holds barred, no punches pulled, no sugarcoating. And that's exactly what you need as a new real estate investor. You don't need someone making it sound easy, no big deal. And Ben will not do that. He is absolutely just brutally honest, and that's exactly why I have them on this series because, you know, sometimes new real estate investors are so excited and hyped up to get going that they tend to want to sugarcoat things and make it seem like it's all easy and, and roses, and you know what? This is a hard business, and it takes a lot of work, and Ben will tell you exactly what to do to get started, and he'll tell exactly what to do if you want to be successful in this business. So today is no exception. He talks about funding. I'm excited for you to hear his answer. If you want to find out more about Ben and his business, you can go to www.justaskbenwhy.com and you can find out all about him. He has something called the Cash Flow Freedom University. It's a great course, a great program that you can get involved in to help you with your real estate investing business. And also, Ben is a buy and hold guy, like I said, and he started to get into syndication deals, much bigger deals where he's pooling money together of different investors. It's really exciting stuff that he's involved in. I suggest you go to his website, contact him, and ask him to find out more about it. Okay, let's dive into today's question about funding and how new real estate investors can go about securing funding for their deals. Best strategies for securing funding for new real estate investors. Um, of course, you know, I, I'm, I'm a creative finance guy. I'm, I'm pretty well known on Just Ask Them Why, on Bigger Pockets. I'm known as a creative finance guy. In fact, uh, I created Cashflow Freedom University, which is about 20 hours of me talking about this kind of stuff. How do you create a transaction out of thin air? How do you finance that transaction? Well, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I get very specific on, on this question. Um, I don't think I have time to get very specific. I will say that, first of all, uh, again, relationships you know, relationships yield results. So when you show up to a bank, uh, do you know, have you done your homework? Do you know uh, what their DSCR is upon which they lend? Do you know what other criteria they use upon which they will decide if you are uh, eligible to be loaned to before you even come into the door, because that's your job to know this, right? If your credit is so trashed that you cannot get a loan, um, and this may not be the most popular answer, but what makes you think that you should be buying property? Because if you can't get your life together enough to have decent enough, you don't have to have great credit. I don't have great credit. Seriously, I don't have great credit, but I have no trouble borrowing money, both conventionally, institutionally, and privately, because people know I pay my bills. 
but I don't have great credit, like, you know, this fabulous credit. If your credit is so bad that you can't get a loan at the bank, then why should a seller finance a deal to you? Because that, that, you know, that's the obvious implica- in, in, in implication. So if you don't have good credit to get financing at the bank, you go ahead and try to get owner finance deal. Well, you know, if I'm an owner, I'm looking into you just like a bank would be looking into you. And if you have terrible credit, why would I give you money any more than the bank? So then you are basically just stuck doing wholesaling uh, and, and, and partnering with people. So here's the deal. If you have a line of credit, use it. If you have equity tied up in your house, open a line of credit. Maybe you can leverage that. Uh, real estate is an inefficient market. What are the opportunities? Well, is a boat sitting in the backyard? Is it doing anything? Is it not doing anything? Well, if it's not doing anything, can you go to the bank and uh, get some money against the boat? No, uh, the boat's too old. Okay, well, you know, sell the boat. Can't sell the boat. Well, look for a seller of real estate. Who is that? Now, listen to this. I'm about to say something which I think is pretty smart for a dumb landlord like I am. Look for a seller of real estate who is selling because what he really wants to do with that money is buy a boat, which you have. You're catering solution to a problem. If what he wants is something you have, then use that as a down payment. Maybe then he'll finance you the rest. Uh, you know, stick anything in place of a boat, motorcycle, car, uh, pair of skis or ice skates or whatever, right? You get the idea. Real estate is an inefficient market. A lot of things are possible here. By and large, I got to tell you, 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 you need to take care of your credit. You have to have somewhat of a decent credit. Having said that, I'll tell you, the first deal I ever did, I could have done without credit and without money. What I, what I had is I had a line of credit set up against my house, okay? And I found a house. Uh, it was completely, uh, I, I call them naked. It, it had nothing. It just had studs, okay? But it didn't, it needed a lot of work. But you know, what it, what, it, what it did have is location. It was very, very well located. And I negotiated a deal on it. I think it was $34,000, and it was a $90,000, to $90,000 house all day long. So having spent twenty-five dollars or $30,000 on it, uh, I would have made a very nice profit. Well, I had enough on the line of credit to either buy it or rehab it, but I didn't have enough to do both. So I approached a good friend of mine, uh, a higher paid professional, uh, and I, you know, I told him, "Look, you know, which one do you want to do? We'll split, split the profit." Or I can't even remember what the deal was off the top of my head. Um, but he ended up buying me out of this deal. He just said, "If I offer you X, Y, Z, will you walk?" I said, "Absolutely." And I did. That's that's what happened. So it wasn't intended to be uh, an assignment deal, but that's what it ended up being on my first deal. Now, I had a line of credit 
So I felt pretty confident going out there and making an offer because guess what? I did have capacity to put this thing on my line of credit and then take the next three, four years if I had to, little by little, rehab the thing and sell it. But had I not had a line of credit, could I find somebody else to finance the other half of the deal? Or could maybe the same guy I went to finance the same, the whole thing? All I needed to tie up the house was, you know, $500, $1,000, whatever. And if you don't have $1,000 available to you, uh, skip a few lattes in the morning, sell a car, don't buy the next pair pair of Nikes that I know you're about to go out and buy, and sell a couple of CDs, maybe that guitar that's sitting in the corner, maybe a flat screen. You know, you got to be able to come up with $1,000. But where there's a will, there's a way. So um, first advice is take care of your credit. You have to take care of it. Until you get to a certain point whereby your business's credit becomes more important than yours in the beginning, your credit matters a lot. Take care of your credit. But if you, if you, if you are in a situation where the credit isn't great, um, time to get a little more creative. And maybe long-term hold is not at that point in the cards but that doesn't mean that you can't get started with something and make some money. So uh, we have, I don't know, $15 trillion in this economy. If you can't get a few bucks, you're not looking in the right place. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed Ben's answer. I know that it was extremely educational. I think that there's a lot to be to be gained there, to be gained from, you know, a guy who has funded a lot of deals, right? He knows his stuff. So definitely, definitely go back and listen to it again. When you get some time, take some notes. It's all really great stuff. I hope you enjoyed it. Again, you can find more about Ben and his business at justaskbenwhy.com. I really suggest you go there and check him out. This guy's the real deal. He knows his stuff. I love what he's doing, and I couldn't have more respect for him. So go check him out. Okay, guys, until tomorrow, if flipping houses and real estate is your dream, there's only one way you can make it a reality. Just start. 